Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from the San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today, the church celebrates Tuesday of the eighth week in ordinary time. And I'd like to begin with our gospel reading from today's liturgy, taken from Mark chapter 10, verses 28 to 31. Peter began to say to Jesus, We have given up everything and followed you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. But many that are first will be last, and the last will be first. In today's Gospel, Peter expresses a thought that most of us would be familiar with. Peter says to Jesus, We have given up everything to follow you. In other words, it's like saying, What's in it for me? Or what's in it for us? Now, even though most of us would not so blatantly say these words, we all do certainly calculate what's in it for us before we make any major decisions. Before any couple decides to get married, you can be sure that both parties are asking the question, what's in it for me? Will she make me happy? Will he be supportive of me and allow me to grow? Will he or she make me a better person? Before any high school senior decides to attend a college, you can be sure that he or she is asking that question. What's in it for me? Will a degree from that university get me a good job? Will it help me be successful? It's wired into our very subconsciousness. We all want to know what's in it for me. And if there isn't anything in it for me, then I'm not likely to do it whatever that is. That's just a basic fact of humanity, I think. You might say we are wired to be selfish. That might be a bit harsh. Perhaps it has something to do with self-preservation, one of our most basic instincts. At any rate, Peter asks Jesus, what's in it for me? And Jesus responds by saying that no person ever gave up anything for the sake of the gospel without getting it back a hundredfold. It so happened that in the early church, that was literally true. A person's Christianity might involve the loss of a home and friends and loved ones, but the person's entry into the Christian church brought him or her into a far greater and wider family than they had left a family who were all spiritually kin, brothers and sisters, to him or her. We see this actually happening in the life of St. Paul, for example. No doubt, when Paul became a Christian, the door of his home slammed shut in his face, and his family disowned him. But equally without doubt, there was city after city, town after town, village after village in Europe and Asia, where Paul could find a home waiting for him with a family in Christ to
to welcome him. It would be so of every Christian in the early days. When Paul's own family rejected him, he entered into the wider family of Christ. Remember, most of the early Christians were first Jews. So to embrace Christianity Christianity would have been considered a rejection of Judaism and necessarily lead to division within families. Notice that Jesus adds the simple words, quote, with persecutions, end quote. This, I think, shows the utter honesty of Jesus. He never offers an easy way. He told his disciples straight up that to be a Christian is a costly thing. Jesus never uses a bribe to get people to follow him. Rather, he uses a challenge. It is as if he, as if he said, certainly you will get your reward, but you will first have to carry your cross. At the end of the passage, Jesus says, the first will be last, and the last will be first. This seemingly was a warning to Peter. It may well be that by this time, Peter was being seen already as the leader of this new community of Christians. He may have been evaluating his place and estimating his value to be quite high. So, in his mind, his reward should be great. He wants to know what's in it for me. After all, he left everything to follow Jesus. But Jesus points out that the final standard of judgment is with God. Many a man may stand uh, you know, well in his own judgment and find that God's evaluation of him is very different. It seems to be a warning against pride. It is a warning that the ultimate judgment belongs to God, who alone knows the motives of people's hearts. So let us not be afraid to follow Jesus, because what's in it for us is nothing short of eternal life in the age to come. May God bless you, and may you have a wonderful day.